Welcome to Same Here. We're best friends, Liz and Kayla, and we use this time intentionally to have fruitful conversations. We'll be here weekly, so grab a cup of coffee, get cozy, and join us. This is our space and yours, a space to relate. I was just listening to a podcast um, with Jerry Bridges on, uh, I don't know if you've listened to this podcast, it's called uh, Theology Refresh. Mm-hmm. It's the Desiring God crew. Mm-hmm. Um, like, remember that Discipline of Grace book? Yes. So he was talking about, so he's got, his whole book is on disciplines, and he talks about he talks about grace a lot, but he also talks about discipline. He talks about how that's definitely like a word in our society mm. nowadays that's really kind of looked down upon mm. um, or uh, just uh, people don't like hearing that because um, it's got a negative connotation. But he talks about how they're not bad. There are just res- disciplines are our responses to grace. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's got, he's got, a, it's like, he can do so much better. So I won't even try to explain it, but he was talking about his third chapter um, which I'd forgotten about, but he talks all about the discipline of preaching the gospel to yourself daily. Um, mm-hmm. And it's so good. And I'd forgotten how good it is. But he talks about how, like, if we can't lose sight of the gospel. Like, we can't lose sight of that gospel of grace. Otherwise, that like, that's when those false beliefs start to worm their way in, that we're not good enough or that our shame narratives are exactly right. like that they're true um that we start to lose sight of truth because that's kind of that like the answer to the question that we ask often the like what do you know to be true well what we know to be true is that the gospel is true and if the gospel's true then we have all of these other things that which are like if jesus came and died and rose and right. saved us and our sins are forgiven like that changes a whole lot and so what he what his whole like talk is about in that chapter is about how we forget daily so we need to remind ourselves daily and how we tend to think that that's a very juvenile thing like when we grow up we don't often think about the gospel Um, or like he says most people don't often think about the gospel every day because we think that's that's a kid's story like that's you know we learned about that on the felt boards in Sunday school and like that's basically all we hear of it Um, and we don't think that it has any place in daily life Um, but I think it's I think that's why it's so powerful is because if we do start to remind ourselves daily of that simple truth, kind of like we were talking about last night, the like mm-hmm. the fact that simple truths um, we disregard a lot of the time because they feel too simple. And I think that that's why it's so powerful. It's a, it's a simple thing. It's a simple practice of reminding ourselves daily, sometimes multiple times a day, yeah. that the gospel message is the gospel message. Yeah, I think, well, I like the idea of the fact that you're almost um, – speaking apologetics to yourself in a way, like each day, like it's almost like you have to remember not only to defend the gospel to others, Mm -hmm. but to defend it in your own life to your own self. And I also think that speaks, I mean, that speaks very clearly to the idea that we're also supposed to be defensive, not, not outright in a fighting way, um, but, or maybe even on the offense, Mm -hmm. um, with the culture too. Cause I just think there's so much that's popular that we're just kind of pulled into because we're just not really on guard. Yeah. And I do think that we should be guarded and I don't agree with people who just say that it's a way to like, Oh, it's just a way to evangelize by like being in it. I'm like, that's cool. Like, like be, be in the world. I see but what you're saying. Not of the world. Yeah. Part. Right. Like I that feel, part gets missed. <laughs> yeah. Like I gotcha. But, yeah. um, I was just thinking about, some stuff I've seen on social media lately, and it's so 
disappointing. Like, mm. I I had TikTok for a time. Especially, <laughs> I appreciated that time because you sent me some great vids. <laughs> you're welcome. Um, but I loved it when everyone was actually in quarantine and when mm. families were making things together. So I actually thought it was so fun. And it looked like, it really seemed like, it was literally the most wholesome thing. Aww. Like, families were spending time with each other. They're making these silly dance videos. Like, it was so cute, so fun. And recently, I don't know if you've seen, probably not, mm-hmm. but um, but Nicki Minaj oh came God. out with a new song. Okay. And there's a dance that goes with it. Mm. And people are doing that on TikTok now. Like, it's kind of just merged. It's transformed a bit from quarantine days where families were spending time with each other to this and it is interesting the most like it's so bad like it's so the dance is so is it really like vulgar it's so vulgar like at one point a girl is laying on the floor pounding her fist on the floor and like moving her hips up oh. and down like it's like that and, it's, and I'm sure teenagers are doing oh, this yeah, like, and preteens. That's, and that's and, exactly what I'm saying. Like, yeah, that really, makes me so disappointed and so sad because it's so sad. saturated in, yeah. like, what we see. And I had seen, like, two or three of these dances and all of a sudden I realized, like, oh, okay, so this is the trend. Mm-hmm. And, like, this is not something I can expose myself to. Yeah. I think that's what I was getting at is, like, I have to be defensive of that. And I can't just watch that. Good. And, like, I'm not just going to watch that and judge them. That's not what I'm saying, like, I can't watch that. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to expose myself to that level of, like, sexual kind of innuendo. Yeah. Because I think we often expose ourselves to that in movies and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And we say, well, we'll just fast forward that part. Yeah. We'll just ignore that part. Yeah. And I actually reject that. I think we have to reject those things. Mm -hmm. Not just fast forward. Like, Wait a whole minute. <laughs> you're still supporting it. Yeah. Like by watching it. Yeah. You're still absolutely supporting it. And so anyway, I had to remove TikTok because it was just getting a little too vulgar mm. in the mainstream. And I just couldn't. I think I'm just too sensitive to that. Yeah. And I have to continue to be sensitive to that. Yeah. And I have to continue also to tell myself that it's okay to be sensitive to that mm-hmm. because sometimes I just feel like a prude. <laughs> Well, and I think that probably comes from that, like, I don't know, there was a time, especially, like, when we were in youth group, like, the years that we were in youth group, where it was very, like, oh, oh what were the, um, oh, there were, like, software program programs that, like, parents would put Covenant on. Eyes or yeah, Covenant Eyes, which actually, that's I totally actually advocate, program. I think yeah. that that's a great one for anybody struggling with, like, pornography addiction, yeah. um, or anything like that, that's actually an incredible one. Yeah, it um, is. But uh, what was it, like angel eyes or something like that that parents would put on their kids' TVs and things like that that it would, like, keep them from watching certain shows and things like that. I think during that time, it's funny because now, you know, 15 years later, 10, 15 years later, I'm like, wait, that's actually not a bad idea. But Uh then I was like, oh, that's so unfair. Like, that's, you know. I don't know. I think then I saw the the shred of, like, truth in it and, like, why they were doing it. But I felt like it was kind of, like, weird a little bit. And so now I think my views have changed on that a little bit because I understand way more the depth behind the decision. Mm -hmm. It's not just to be restrictive and put restraints on your kids, but it's that kids sometimes don't understand. I say kids. Sometimes adults don't even understand that you need to guard yourself. Like your heart 
is so important to guard and your yeah. heart is your mind and your will and your emotions. It's not just your feelings. Like yeah. it's your mind and your will as well. And so if we're normalizing something like mm-hmm. you were talking about, like basically, you know, teenagers humping the air. Like, yeah, like we just think that's cute and funny. Like, oh my gosh. It's, it's just it's a trend. It's part of society. Yeah, it's, it's just, just a trend. It's just a dance. And it's the same thing yeah. with pornography. Like I have heard it recently. I have heard many more people talking about how it can be a good thing for your marriage. Like you can oh watch gosh. it together. And it makes, even just saying that right now, made my stomach clinch. Um, yeah. And to be clear, we're not judging somebody for a pornography addiction. We're not judging somebody for watching porn in the sense that we are not condemning, but at the same time, that is a sin. So, and I think that you can call that plainly because that's the problem is it's been normalized in society. And when something becomes normalized, it is no longer a sin. Yeah. You cannot, we, that's part of what society does a lot of times. And, and let me, it's not society that's doing it. It's the enemy that's doing it to society. So I think that was a great point that you said earlier. I can't remember the language that you used, but basically like it's, we have to be on the offensive. Yeah. Like, yeah. We have to be on the offensive and the defensive, but really be on the offensive. You can't be always on your back foot defending. You can't just react. Yes. But also, yeah, like, and we have to be on the offensive, but not be offended. Right. You know, that's important because if we're just offended by everything and we think, well, that's so damaging and that's so terrible and I'm offended. It's like, well, then you're not speaking to people. You're not really engaging. You know, you're just kind of turning away. And that's not what I'm. I'm not all about that because I think we should be able to talk to people about why we disagree or why we think that's wrong. There's an awesome book, speaking of like pornography and that whole issue, um, called The Porn Myth by Matt Frad. Okay. It's actually an awesome. He has a podcast called Pints with Aquinas, and it's what it sounds like. <laughs> That's really funny. He absolutely loves uh, Catholic theology and beer, and so that's um, so fun. Yeah, <laughs> so he's really cool. But um, he got his start by talking about pornography because he had a pornography addiction, wow. like very strong, and it followed him into marriage mm. and so he wrote this amazing book and I actually have it on my bookshelf I can lend it to you if you I want I love it yeah. but I like it because it's again it's mm. called the porn myth but I like it because he does specifically does not take a religious approach as to why it's damaging mm. so he just wow. cites all of these studies on why it's damaging without even yeah. touching religion. The field of psychology knows yes. that this is damaging. And that's exactly right. <laughs> and the other thing about conditioning in in terms of, well, related to pornography, and one of the chapters is talking about trafficking. And I know that's been mm. huge on everybody's hearts right now. Yeah. But exactly what you were talking about, the normalizing thing, mm-hmm. that is really coming to light in a huge way. I'm like, I'm getting chills over it because I, I just can't believe all the things that maybe we were exposed to as children that we just accepted mm-hmm. as something that was fine. Yeah. Um, when it turns out that actually some, there were a lot of sexual innuendos yeah. and a lot of what we um, yeah. consumed. And I don't think it's that, um, it's not really that much of a conspiracy theory as much no. as it's true. But I also think that it's possible that a lot of our entertainment was meant for children, but also being consumed by adults. And so there were innuendos, not because there's some like huge, um, conspiracy Mm -hmm. and like ring but it's almost like oh well let's make it okay for the adults too so that they're not bored yep and then it just sort of normalized it for the entire like in Disney movies and things like that yeah yeah but I do think I mean in a lot of movies to to be fair I do think that there is a massive like I I do think there's a massive slight conspiracy yeah I do think there is a slight (laughs) conspiracy 
in the same vein, I'm like, well, I don't think that everything that has innuendo in it that was made for children is part of a conspiracy no. to traffic. I just think that that's unfortunately how our entertainment works because they're trying to market toward mm -hmm. children and adults. But I mean, trafficking is a massive issue and I'm yeah. so happy that people are talking about it. Yeah. I'm actually very glad that people are talking about it and that it's on social media. It's not normalized. Like, it's, we're I'm doing so the opposite happy. of it. We are, yeah. We're unnormalizing it. We I'm are. Like, yeah, keep talking about <laughs> you that. You know what I mean? Like, yes. It's bringing awareness to it and it's bringing awareness specifically to the fact that it's not normal and it's yeah. not okay um and this isn't this isn't an all right thing right. um and so i think that that um that's really important and also wanted to like i mean we're really close to our 15 minute mark but yeah but also i just wanted to say too about like going back a little bit to the pornography addiction too mm. um i know sometimes women can tune out no, as far is. as like they're like oh porn is just a yeah. just a men's problem first of all it's not um but not. second of all Reading erotic material or even reading just romance novels can yeah. fall under pornography addiction. Um, it's feeding that same absolutely. Part of so your brain. in your brain, when you're when when anybody watches pornography, what's happening is is neurotransmitters are firing, and they're specific neurotransmitters mm -hmm. which uh, form a fun little cocktail. Um, and it's basically the reason we call it an addiction is it actually it's firing the same neurotransmitters as uh, hard drugs do, which is insane, like oh, insane to think about. Yeah. Um, but it fires the it fires those same neurotransmitters, and then we get hooked on it. Mm -hmm. And so, as a society, that's why we're so hooked on sex is because that's the normalized drug. Mm -hmm. Like not just sex. I mean, sex is a perfectly fine thing yeah. within the confines of of marriage and. But it's not okay in other situations, and sexualizing. Uh, dances and uh, teenagers and social media platforms that's not normal yeah um, we shouldn't that shouldn't be normalized I should say right and so if going back to what I was saying to circle back around don't tune out just because you're a woman and you don't watch porn yeah if you are consuming romance novels this might be a hard-hitting truth if you are consuming romance novels and you are forsaking good communication with your husband mm -hmm. or good sexual intimacy with your husband or I, I mean even if you're not even if you're not married this can still be damaging like mm -hmm. you're I don't know it can it can get in the way of a lot of intimacy even in friendships or something like yeah. that like you can be forsaking other in, intimate relationships and conversation and connection mm -hmm. instead to go into deep into a romance novel because yeah. it is firing something in your brain that is making you connect to it yeah. and attach to it in a way that is beautiful in other relationships mm -hmm. but is twisted in that specific arena. Yeah. Also, if it's even if it's not erotica, if you will, <laughs> even mm -hmm. if it's not that version of romance novels I actually had an issue with this where mm -hmm. I had to check my heart because I was listening to I was listening to audiobooks yeah um specifically and they were like hallmark yes okay and so it was like yes. oh well if they're hallmark they're I mean they're super cute they're not at all graphic or anything like that usually the couple doesn't even kiss till the very end of the book. <laughs> it's like that kind of book yeah but what I was realizing was that it was giving me this false idea of 
a um, relationship. Yeah, that's making discontent. Yeah, and it was creating yep, discontent. It was like, well, why? Like, and it's like you know, objectively, you know that your husband is not a Hallmark book, but still, you know, why character. Can't he be? <laughs> but it's like, well, you're you're seeing these levels of off the charts attentiveness from these fictionalized characters, and you're thinking, well, what am I missing? Yeah, and it's just really interesting. I actually had to, I really had to confess that, and I yeah. had to stop listening yep. to those books or reading even like cutesy books like that mm-hmm. because they were giving me this false sense of what my marriage is supposed to look like Mm, or what communication is supposed to look like. And so it was really hard. And I really fought against that for a while because I thought, well, it's not anything technically wrong. Yeah. But it turns out that it is. And that leads us right back to our initial point that sometimes we need to buck against what society is saying is okay. And even further back, um, I know we started like this talking about preaching the gospel to ourselves, but it actually does connect. It all relates. It all connects because that's part of it. Like instead of doing these other things, preach the gospel to yourself that, that Jesus came and he died. And you don't have to have shame over these things that, that you have normalized or that you, these patterns of behavior that you've uh, maybe been stuck in. Mm -hmm. Um, But Jesus came and he died and he rose again so that you may have freedom. Hard stuff. We want you to know that it's such an honor for us to have you with us each week. We wouldn't be where we are or doing what we're doing without your support. We would be so grateful if you would subscribe and review. Your feedback means a lot to us. And don't be a stranger. You can email us at samehearepodcast at gmail.com and follow us on Instagram at samehere.podcast. We would love to get to know you. We'll see you next week.